It's November 25th, 2020, and welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and of course, we've got a lot to talk about, so I will get right into it. I want to welcome Wayne Murphy. He's the uh, co-founder and partner over at the uh, Hatch Accelerator. They're an aquaculture accelerator based at Nelha, which is the Natural Energy Lab of Hawaii. And we have Shelley, um, Shelby Oliver. She's the co-founder of Sea Warden. And they're here to talk about the aquaculture startup world and scaling a business all the way from Kona on the Big Island. So I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Thanks so Glad to be here. Now, Wayne, we'll, we'll start off with you. And, and I, I want to make sure that everybody uh, uh, knows where you're calling from and appreciates the fact that you are up so early in the morning. So tell us, Wayne, uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Bert, it's a very cold and wet and dark Norway. Uh, it's been raining here since Sunday, so uh, it doesn't look like it's going to change. But uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here to talk uh, to uh, you again uh, about Hatch and what we're doing. Um, and it's a, a, a great chance for you to hear from one of our portfolio companies too. So really happy to do it, Bert. And thanks, uh, thanks for waking up so early to to uh, be on this call. And and you know, I I, I think I know why you've uh, decided that uh, doing an accelerator in Hawaii, uh, all the way on the other side of the world from Norway, is a good idea because it's it's still pretty nice and warm over here, <laughs> even though we're entering into our winter season. For sure, Bert. And if you continue that conversation, I'm going to hang up. Uh, the weather the <laughs> weather in Hawaii is awesome always, and it's a, a beautiful place to be. Uh, we can't wait to get back there. Now, now, Wayne, you know, I've had you on the show before, and, and the fact that, uh, oh. you know, our, our uh, sort of COVID practices now, I'm, I'm doing most of my interviews uh, uh, via the phone, and, and um, uh, it's, it's, it's cool because I can, I can have you on wherever you are. But just for our listeners, uh, why don't you give us a recap of, of what Hatch is all about and, and what you're doing over uh, with uh, accelerator, um, you know, activities for some of these startups over uh, at Nelha. Sure. Um, well, uh, just to recap, I guess um, for your listeners, uh, Hatch started off in 2017. Uh, myself and two of my co-founders, Karsten and George, two German uh, gentlemen, um, we wanted to do this crazy thing called a, an aquaculture accelerator that had never been done before in aquaculture. Um, and we managed to raise enough money initially to do our first program in Bergen here in Norway in 2018. Uh, and that gathered momentum. We had eight companies on that program. Then we did one in Ireland, where I'm, I'm, I'm from. Um, we did another program there. And then we moved on to, we, we made a, a connection with Hawaii um, as we were looking to build uh, an investment fund to uh, fund future uh, accelerator programs. Um, and it was a great pleasure for Nelha and the University of Hawaii and HTDC. Um, they come on board and invested, were an investor in our fund uh, with a view to helping to develop um, Hawaii as a, a global center of excellence for aquaculture and to raise its profile um, in the world of aquaculture. And we've been pretty much there ever since. And now this is our fourth cohort. We had a, a cohort last year uh, with 13 companies. Um, they spent six weeks in Hawaii. Uh, and then we took them to Norway and Singapore because obviously aquaculture is a, is a global industry. Um, and this year we, we took on our fourth cohort with eight further companies uh, that are based from Hawaii as far across to Australia. Um, so 
Um, a lot of challenges with that this year, obviously, and I'm quite happy to talk about that. But we're, we're really pleased. We've invested in about 35 companies over the last two years. Uh, we're apparently the most active investor in aquaculture globally today in terms of the number of investments we've made. Um, and we're really happy to do that. We've managed to connect with and find uh, and support some really, um, really talented entrepreneurs um, and also uh, really good innovations, which is what it's all about to make uh, uh, the, the production of seafood more sustainable and less impactful on the environment. So it's been a, a very quick, um, like an accelerator itself, those three and a bit years have gone past very quick, Bert. So, so Wayne, you, you brought up an interesting point, and I, I've never really had a chance to talk to you about this, but you know, in terms of aquaculture and the fact that you're taking these companies to various places, like you just mentioned, I think Singapore and, and um, uh, where was the, the third place that you mentioned? Uh, Bergen, here in Bergen, okay. in, in Norway. So, so you are able to kind of look at the various uh, regions and how they have implemented an aquaculture industry. And, and so how would you compare Hawaii in terms of uh, its ability to really nurture an aquaculture industry compared to some of these other locations? Well, I think I think from a, a research perspective, um, you you could not have a better location in terms of the the quality. You know, aquaculture is all about water and the, the health and and survival of of this. Any species needs to have you know really good, healthy, fresh water. And uh, at Nelha, there you've got probably the best um, uh, best technology to bring uh, water on on land uh, to produce early stage. Um, um, species um, uh, in, in, on, on land-based at, at the very beginning. Um, you've, got, um, you've got, in that particular park in, in Nelha, you've got a, a range of different companies from shrimp to seahorses to compachi. Um, you know, there's uh, oysters, you've got um, abalone, you've got, uh, there's a reason why those companies are there from a primary production perspective. But um, I think also the support from the people there uh, they really understand aquaculture, and I, I think from an innovation perspective, any of our companies, and, and I mentioned to you earlier, um, three of our companies are now relocated to Hawaii, uh, not just for the weather, uh, but also because of what's down there on, on the big island, and, and also the support that the Hawaiian state are, are giving um, uh, those companies and the opportunities for, and, and they're, 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 all, they're welcoming these these uh, innovations with and, and companies with open arms, and you know, that's you know, I, I think that's uh, quite a difference from other locations. Um, but 90% of global aquaculture production, uh, Bert, is, is in Asia. Um, and, and for me and, and for Hatch, I guess, you know, uh, you've got probably one of the biggest consumer markets in the world to the right of Hawaii. Uh, and to the left of it, you've got the, most of the world's um, primary production of, of uh, a number of species. So Hawaii is positioned perfectly and strategically uh, to take advantage of that. And you know, and, and I think that momentum is growing as aquaculture um, generally is growing as, uh, to be the fastest growing food sector in the world right now. So um, timing is right now. And I think Hawaii is, is perfectly placed to take advantage of that. No, that's that's a very interesting. So um, you feel that we in Hawaii have a have a particular sort of niche in the aquaculture ecosystem? Uh, for sure. And look, you've got a long history of aquaculture going way back. Um but, but also, you know, the world's first supply of pathogen-free shrimp was, was 
invented uh, on, on, on the Big Island. So, you know, you've got a pedigree uh, mm-hmm. there and a, mm-hmm. and a worldwide reputation for um, aquaculture and, and knowledge of aquaculture. So, um, yeah, and, and plus when you, when you go there, you know, and we bring our companies there and we fly in our mentors there, um, they, they don't leave dissatisfied and, and you know, they're, they're, um, they see the benefit of, of, of location. And particularly Delha with the team with Greg and Laurent, you know, the support that they have there is, is quite unique and, and it's not very evident in, in other places in the world. No, that's great. That's great. And, and uh, I love to, to hear that story. You know, and of course, the aquaculture ecosystem is obviously much more complex than, you know, any of us lay people uh, would understand. And, and finding that right niche for Hawaii, I think, is key. And, and uh, you know, Shelby, I, I, I definitely want to talk uh, more about what, what you do, but, you know, we wanna, we're coming up on our, our break, so I want to hold that thought. Uh, we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Wayne Murphy from Hatch and Shelby Oliver, co-founder of Sea Warden. And, of course, we're talking about diversifying Hawaii's economy in aquaculture. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors the Kahala Hotel and Resort and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Wayne Murphy, co-founder and partner over at the aquaculture accelerator called Hatch and Shelby Oliver, co-founder of Sea Warden. And, of course, uh, you know, right before the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, what what position Hawaii might play in terms of the aquaculture uh, ecosystem. And, Shelby, you just uh, came out of the fourth cohort. And, and maybe uh, give us a little high-level description of what Sea Warden does. Yeah, definitely. So, Sea Warden is where our goal is to advance sustainability of farm seafood um, by monitoring global aquaculture production, and, and we're starting with shrimp. So we use satellite observation, and this is combined with a mobile platform where farmers can share and trade data. And this lets us track shrimp production uh, at a very broad scale across many, many ponds. Um, we also have a farm data collection app. Uh, that's being tested by a few farms uh, here in Hawaii, actually, to a fish farm and a, and a shrimp farm. And and in terms of uh, this this kind of monitoring, I mean, is is what you do applicable for uh, wherever you know shrimp production is across the world? Yeah, so there's you know shrimp production occurs mostly in Asia. So we're you know monitoring and looking at. Um, starting with Vietnam and Indonesia, but then, you know, you've got India, um, also Ecuador and Latin America is a huge, huge market as well. So um, the, the benefit of satellite using satellites is that we can, we can cover lots of these, these regions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what is it, I mean, do you have the kind of resolution from the satellite imagery that would, you know, be able to give you decent data on, on, on shrimp production? Yeah, so we have to use a few different types of, of data. So there's some pretty high-resolution data, which allows us to map uh, ponds, and we can identify, um, you know, some some aspects, both, you know, where the ponds are located, and then also some kind of equipment that might be on the ponds. Um, and then there's also uh, other imagery that is actually um, free, free imagery. It's not as uh, high-resolution, but it allows us to track 
um, pond activity. So uh, our, you know, when ponds are kind of filling and emptying, um, which, uh, yeah, allows us to kind of identify uh, production at scale and then, um, you know, uh, track uh, broad, broad scale things such as, um, you know, uh, habitat impact, those kind of things too. And in, in, in terms of the, 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 the data and the information that you glean from uh, some of the imagery and, and analysis, what does it help inform and who does it, who does it benefit? Does it benefit the, the folks uh, uh, at the production level? I mean, who's the beneficiary of the analysis of your work? Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of different uh, types of people that are involved in or types of companies that are involved in, in shrimp. So there's the, the groups that are trying to, you know, sell um, feed, let's say feed distribution to, to shrimp farms. And so being able to track and estimate, um, you know, where, where a pond's located um, and when might uh, farms start to need feed, that, that's all really useful. Um, another, you know, great use case is actually um, and, and my background is, is in um, seafood certification. So we um, initially actually started for, you know, developed Seawarden to um, be a remote monitoring tool for uh, seafood certification. So instead of having, you know, currently with seafood certification, you have uh, auditors that go on site and, and look at the farms, and that's happening just, just once a year. Um, and it's, you know, kind of expensive, lots of costs like that. And, and also, you know, there's some... Uh, you know, you're not sure what's happening on, on farms the rest of the time of the year. So actually, you know, one great use case for, for remote monitoring is for um, seafood certification. So mm-hmm. uh, collecting data on farms um, that, you know, farms can show that they're um, complying with, with the standard and uh, can kind of be, sh- you know, sharing that information. And that can, um, you know, help, help uh, obviously advance. Uh, environmental and, and social sustainability. Oh no, that's great. That's great. Now, now Wayne, uh, Sea Warden is is one of the companies that that ca- came out of the uh, recent cohort, and I know you said you had six, uh, eight companies uh, that that graduated. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the 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 breadth of of the companies that uh, were part of this last cohort. Sure. Uh, well, uh, Sea Warden haven't quite escaped the program yet. We have our demo day next week, so they've got a week to go okay. <laughs> uh, along, with, al- along with the rest of these guys. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, aquaculture, as you know, um, Bert, is a quite a niche sector. But, you know, within aquaculture, there's a, a, an incredible array of different technologies. And we've got, for example, A and B sensors who are based in the UK. They're producing uh, a really unique technology, and it's, um, a pH sensor that requires no calibration. Um, normally, they, a pH is, a, is probably the most common um, uh, parameter to be measured in water, um, and typically it needs to be recalibrated quite regularly, which is which is a bit of a pain. But these guys have, have uh, come up with uh, a new solution that requires no calibration, and they're garnering a, quite a considerable amount of, of um, attention, not just in the aquaculture world, but in wastewater treatments and also oceanographic space. So um, they're, they're, they've been doing really, really well in terms of developing that technology, and there's great demand for, for, the, for their product. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year too, Bert, uh, we've kind of, for the first time, we've actually invested in an alternative, an alternative seafood company, uh, the plant-based seafood company, uh, which is based in, in Chesapeake Bay uh, in, in the U.S. Um, Monica and, and her, her, her mom, um, been in the seafood industry for many many years but they they've now shifted into the the plant-based space and um they're 
producing a, a coconut based shrimp plant based shrimp uh, bird that is probably better than the real thing uh, it's it's super tasty and you know that whole space of of plant based food is is a really hot topic these days and and again thankfully she's also getting um she's already got orders there she's got customers um there's a there's a number of of investors really super interested in in what she's doing um so and and it's a, I think it's a a, re, a real space for the future um to make the production of seafood more more sustainable, take pressure off the oceans, and one of the best ways of doing that too uh, is looking at the plant-based opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, we've got a, a company a, again from an impact perspective called Smart Oysters that are based in Australia. Uh, they have a farm management software that helps oyster farmers um, monitor their activities uh, and specifically their farm operations um, to to ensure that they're doing the right things. They're reminded about all the, the various tasks that need to be done on a day-to-day basis. You know, an oyster farm can have thousands of baskets uh, all over a very large area. And right now, for most farmers everywhere, it's in the farmer's head. Um, and uh, it, it, can, it can be mixed up at times. So they bring, uh, Ewan himself is a, is a farmer, and I love um, technologies coming to, to the market from people who, who understand the problem really, really well. Um, but this application is not just for oysters, it's for farmed fish, it's for seaweed and, and a host of others. So uh, it's, it's, we're really excited about what Ewan and his team is doing. Um, another really interesting one, I guess, um, and it mightn't sound very interesting, but it's to do with uh, mycotoxin detection. Mycotoxin is a, is a poison that's kind of difficult to detect in, in animal feed. Uh, but uh, a young graduate from uh, Stanford, um, Daryl from Exiplex, uh, based in Michigan. Um, he's a, a chemist and he's producing a wonderful technology that can detect multiple mycotoxins in feed. Um, and again, some of the large feed companies we've been talking to um, are, are super interested in this technology that he's bringing on stream, uh, which will make that detection process a lot more simpler and, and cut back on time as well. So Wayne, um, Wayne, you know, got, yeah. uh, of the companies that you've uh, just described, I mean, I know there's a distribution of, of some that are uh, international and maybe from uh, from the continent and and some from Hawaii. I mean, what's the what's the kind of breakdown? Um, we've got three companies from the U.S., one from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have uh, two from the U.K., uh, one from Norway, and one from Australia on this cohort. And and so this is so, this is some probably a question that uh, you have some of the the uh, state. People who, who who have put money into the program. I mean, how do how does Hawaii benefit from the companies that are basically you know international and 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 many of them are yeah. probably locating uh, their operations somewhere else. I mean, how does how does Hawaii ultimately benefit? Well, I mean, Hawaii have made an investment in in the the Hatch One Fund, um, and if one of these companies uh, at some point in time, which we we hope they will, and there's there's, there's uh, a good opportunity for many for this to happen, if they were to exit and there was a uh, a sum of money paid well in excess of the original value. Well, the state of Hawaii and that particular fund and that amount of money that they invested uh, will, will give a return on that in proportion to what they've invested in the fund. Uh, and that goes for the same for the last cohort too. Uh, there were 13 companies on the last program. There's now eight on this one. Um, so, you know, any, any significant exits um, or even revenue uh, distributions, um, the state of Hawaii would 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 participate in those profits. Yeah, got it, got it. And of course, I do want to talk uh, more uh, about uh, Sea Wardens. Uh, uh, I guess 
moving from from California to Hawaii. That's an interesting story, and and how uh, the accelerator basically drew a company uh, to then consider residing in Hawaii. So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with uh, Wayne Murphy, co-founder and partner over at Hatch, and Shelby Oliver, co-founder of Sea Warden, about aquaculture, of of course, for the new normal. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and The Hub Coworking Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Wayne Murphy, co-founder and partner over at Hatch. Uh, located at Nelha on uh, on <clears throat> Hawaii Island, and Shelby Oliver, co-founder of Sea Warden. And, of course, we're talking about how Hawaii needs to diversify, and aquaculture is a, a great way to do that. Right before the break, we're talking about some of the uh, companies that have come out of uh, the uh, Hatch Accelerator. And, and, Shelby, your company is interesting because you're actually moving here, moving in our direction. I mean, a lot of these companies are international and they're in markets that are uh, far away from Hawaii. But uh, what's, what's, uh, what's going through your mind in terms of deciding that uh, Hawaii is a place that you want to base your operations? Yeah, for us, you know, we got into the Hatch program and a really uh, great, great benefit of that is that we got office space here in Nelha. And, you know, this is a facility that I would kind of, you know, heard so much about and there's such a hub of aquaculture activity going on here that we you know as soon as we got into hatch we knew okay we've got to go we've got to relocate let's let's move to hawaii and you know i think the opportunity to be surrounded by so many experts and so much aquaculture activity uh is really a great opportunity for us um and yeah a big part of why we why we decided to relocate over here and you were you were located in in what San Diego? We are, yeah, so we were um, in San Francisco area, oh, so San in Francisco. the Bay Area. Uh-huh. We all we all met. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I take it uh, San Francisco didn't have the equivalent kind of environment for aquaculture as compared to Nelha. That's right. So yeah, California. There's certainly aquaculture, but I think. You know, the benefit of, of Nelha is really there's so many farms. And, and as I mentioned, you know, we are able to kind of uh, test some of our, um, our you know, uh, equipment and things, or not equipment, but some of our, um, our apps and mm-hmm. things with, with farms here. And that's such a great um, opportunity for us to be kind of closely connected to, to people that we're, that we're working with. And Shelby, you know, in terms of uh, deciding that, that uh, you wanted to go through an accelerator, I mean, what was it that caught your interest in terms of Hatch and, and uh, what was the, you know, what was the virtual accelerator experience like? Yeah, so in, for Hatch, I mean, the, it's the only aquaculture accelerator program, which is so amazing because, you know, aquaculture, it's kind of a weird, yeah. <laughs> a weird world. <laughs> and to get to, you know, have a, an accelerator program where we get to talk to so many people um, you know, that are so specific to the industry and have so much knowledge is just in, been invaluable for us, really. And, and I think something that um, is, you know, just allowed us to grow a lot as a, as a company. And, um, you know, we're, we're so grateful for that. Um, and, you know, in this year, so it, 
it was all all remote. Um, but you know, just I think in in some ways the people that we are able to to talk to, you know, it's all it's all over Zoom, but you know, talking to people all around the world, which is is pretty amazing. And um, you know, I think uh, Hatch did a, did a great job and. Uh, you know, getting us in contact and getting us, you know, us having all of these great people um, give presentations and things was really, really incredible. So in terms of, uh, I know you haven't graduated because uh, uh, Wayne said that you still have to go through the, the demo day, but uh, what are what are some of the first things that you need to do once you're out of the uh, accelerator program? What's the, what's the first thing on your uh, list of agenda items? So for us, we've got, um, you know, through Hatch, we've been in contact with lots of people and have a few partnerships and, uh, you know, early opportunities. And so we'll be working with people um, and companies kind of starting early next year to start um, kind of piloting and and further refining our approach. Uh, And uh, also we'll be seeking uh, additional fundraising starting in in early next year. Great, great. And and. Uh, Wayne, you know, in terms of uh, watching your companies uh, sort of <laughs> kind of hatch <laughs> and and grow out of the accelerator yeah. program, I mean, what do you see uh, uh, helping Seawarden do once they've graduated? Are you are you keeping in touch with them? How do you continue to yeah. perhaps nurture them along? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question, and I, I think sorry, but just to go back to your question around the investment from Hawaii. Um, you know, one of the main benefits also of this is that, you know, is, a, is raising the profile of Hawaii as a, a, an aquaculture location that the likes of companies like Seawarden can go there. Um, and also connecting Hawaii with a global network. And I think that's a really important reason why certainly um, Greg and Laurence and the team there wanted Hatch to be there, mm-hmm. is to attract that global network. Um, and, and that global network is really important for companies like Seawarden um, kicking out of a program. You know, it's it's in many respects it's only the beginning. We've we've basically given them all the the ammunition to go and and, and get what they they need to do um, out there and give them the fuel to get to the next stage of the development. But we have a, a very close uh, post program um, portfolio uh, team that will constantly look to connect them, constantly look to give them advice, um, constantly you know checking in. They've got to you know report back to us in terms of their activities. Obviously, they're one of our investments. Um, so, you know, it's it's just the beginning of a very long relationship and um, hopefully all the way to a, a big success for for as many of them as we possibly can, can help make that because we have a vested interest in their success. Now, now in terms of uh, uh, next things on your calendar, Wayne, I mean, what are what are some of the things that uh, are you are you opening up applications for the next cohort? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we have a rolling uh, kind of uh, position, really, um, Bert. I mean, we're, we're always talking to companies. We're all, companies are always reaching out to us, you know, looking as, as an aquaculture investor uh, or even to connect with us, for, to connect them with, with other people in our network. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got a, a very, you know, continuous approach to, to finding uh, deal flow and talent. I mean, that's the crux of, of everything here is finding that talent and engaging that talent. So we've, you know, we're always on the lookout for, for people who have an idea and a concept and a business that you know, they're looking to develop, and we're open all ears for that constantly. So, Wayne, uh, uh, last seconds we have. Give us the URL, URL where people can check out uh, Hatch and all the companies that uh, participated. Sure. If you go to www.hatch, 
blue, as in the colour. We have our demo day next Thursday, the 3rd of December. It's a little early in the morning for Hawaii, but if you go to the, the, the page there, you'll see the companies and you'll see, Sound, um, you know... Sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes podcast. for later. Wayne, thanks a lot. Co-founder and partner over at Hatch, located at Nelha, and Shelby Oliver, co-founder of Seaward. And I'll put the URL up on our show notes for later on tonight. I'll thank you. I want to thank you both for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll find out about a... Tele- telehealth service to rural communities on Hawaii Island. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Of course, you stay awesome, stay safe, and have a great, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Uh-huh.